Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com slash music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. Good morning. Global outrage. President Biden calling for Vladimir Putin to face a war crimes trial as disturbing new images emerge of Russian atrocities in Ukraine. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Bucha is outrageous. Ukraine's president visibly shaken during his tour of the devastated region, once again accusing Russia of genocide. And this morning, our Richard Engel made his way there. A full report straight ahead. Breaking overnight, a new round of severe storms tears through Texas and is moving east. Tornado watches posted for several states across the south. Al is tracking it all. Travel trouble, that bad weather adding to chaos at airports from coast to coast. Long story short is that it just kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. Tens of thousands of passengers still stranded after a weekend of delays and cancellations. This morning, the mounting frustration and why it could take days to get things back on track. Done deal? More Republicans announced their support for Supreme Court nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson, all but assuring her confirmation. A final vote now set. A live report from Capitol Hill just ahead. Those stories plus decision date, all eyes on Tiger Woods practicing at the Masters and attracting massive crowds. But will he actually compete? We're live at Augusta where an announcement could come today, Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, welcome to today. It's a Tuesday morning. We're so happy you're with us. Savannah is on assignment. Craig's in early, picked a good morning to be in early. Also this morning, folks in North Texas, they're waking up to flooding, to wind damage after an overnight powerful storm. And there is more severe weather in Al's forecast. He'll be standing by with everything we need to know. But we are going to start this morning with new fallout and outrage over those Horrible images out of Buka, Ukraine, sparking more calls for a war crimes investigation and possible trial. And this morning, another image is capturing the full emotion of this scene, the reaction from Ukraine's President Zelensky as he toured that site. We have two reports, including more on the reaction from the White House. But first, NBC's Richard Engel has made his way to Buka, and we do want to warn you, the images you're about to see are very disturbing. Every day, they're finding more bodies in Bucha, a suburb of the capital, Kyiv, and in the surrounding towns. Russia's withdrawal has revealed what looked more like crime scenes than the aftermath of battle. Ukrainians shot in the head at close range. Bodies bearing signs of torture and rape. Some lined up in basements. In a village near Bucha, where Russian troops also left in retreat, the mayor, her husband, and son were discovered in a shallow grave. President Zelensky toured Bucha yesterday, describing what he saw as a war crime and genocide. He called on the United States and other allies to sanction Russia even harder and send more weapons and aid to Ukraine. 
President Biden, who said he may impose new sanctions on Russia, called for a war crimes tribunal to hold President Vladimir Putin accountable. But not everyone has seen it, at least not in the same way. Russia's foreign minister claimed Ukrainians staged Bucha, using actors pretending to be dead. Russian propaganda has risen to new dangerous levels, dehumanizing Ukrainians, calling the Ukrainian government and its supporters anti-Russian Nazis who need to be eliminated. Independent polls suggest Putin's popularity is rising on a wave of nationalism. Russia's offensive around Kyiv has all but collapsed. After taking heavy losses, a senior U.S. defense official says two-thirds of Russian forces around Kyiv have been repositioned, many heading north to Belarus for repairs. But Russia is intensifying its assault in the east and south of Ukraine, launching a new strike on Odessa, stepping up attacks on Kharkiv, and continuing to choke off Mariupol, a city roughly 10 times the size of Bucha and where the death toll remains unknown. Accounts of Russian abuses and possible war crimes in the city are widespread. That was Richard Engel reporting from Bucha this morning. And now to more on the White House's response to those atrocities in Bucha, President Biden announcing he is ready to seek even harsher sanctions against Russia now. He's also calling for a war crimes trial against Vladimir Putin. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker picks up that part of the story. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Craig. Good morning to you. President Biden has been under real pressure to do more to help Ukraine from bipartisan lawmakers and President Zelensky himself. Zelensky will address the U.N. Security Council this morning at a session aimed at reviewing allegations. Russians have intentionally targeted civilians. Now, President Biden is vowing more sanctions are coming, as you say, as his top officials warn this conflict could stretch into months. President Biden not mincing words, intensifying his condemnation of Russian President Vladimir Putin, calling for him to be tried for war crimes. He is a war criminal. We have to gather all the detail so this can be an actual have a war crime trial. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Bucha is outrageous. But the president stopping short of labeling the atrocities a genocide. Up to Allah. No, I think it is a war crime. But Ukraine's President Zelensky said Russia's actions do amount to genocide, which the U.S. government defines as an act against members of a national, ethnic, racial or religious group with intent to destroy in whole or in part. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan pressed on why the president didn't use the word. We have not yet seen a level of systematic uh, deprivation of life uh, of the Ukrainian people to rise to the level of genocide. But again, that's something we will continue to monitor. In the meantime, the White House trying to find ways to punish Russia diplomatically, though many feel much more is needed. The administration asking the UN General Assembly to eject Russia from the Human Rights Council this week. That body cannot make legally binding decisions, but it can authorize investigations. All with President Zelensky putting more pressure on the international community, addressing the UN Security Council this morning, and President Biden warning more sanctions are coming, officials say, as soon as this week. So far, the U.S. has committed more than $2 billion in military aid to Ukraine. But President Zelensky has said that aid and Western sanctions have not gone far enough. Many Republicans and some Democrats are also demanding a harsher response. These latest revelations must only strengthen and intensify our resolve to get the Ukrainians what they need 
We need to put armor into the hands of the Ukrainians. We need to put fighter jets and other military capability into the hands of the Ukrainians. We need to change our aims in this country and in the West to the Ukrainians winning this war. Kristen, in your report there, you, you mentioned the possibility of even more sanctions coming from the Biden administration. What, what exactly is on the table? Well, Craig, look, here's what we know so far. We know the U.S. is coordinating this next round of sanctions with its allies and partners. And National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Monday the sanctions would be aimed at targeting elements of the Russian economy that are fueling the war. He specifically said the penalties will hit the industrial base hard. Now, Sullivan acknowledged the sanctions won't work overnight, and they certainly haven't. But he also said the impact would have an impact over time. It's worth noting that Putin so far, Craig, has just been undeterred by West. Western sanctions. Now, the U.S. is also planning to send additional military equipment to Ukraine, and some lawmakers overnight expressed concerns the military aid the U.S. has sent so far is not getting to Ukraine quickly enough, so expect more pressure on that point as well, Craig. All right. Our Chief White House Correspondent Kristen Welker there at the White House. Kristen, thank you. Let's move now to another major story this morning. We're talking about severe weather. Millions across the already storm-weary south bracing for even more heavy rain, damaging winds and possible tornadoes. Severe storms left behind damage as they swept through parts of Texas overnight, actually flipped over an 18-wheeler, knocked down trees and flooded streets. Al is here with a look at where this is headed next. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. It is moving east, and it is relentless, unfortunately. We already have tornado watches still now for much of Mississippi. We've also got them in through Louisiana. And severe thunderstorm warnings out ahead as we make our way into Alabama. So we're watching this make its way east. 22 million people today at risk. The threat for tornadoes in this area here, just to the north of Mobile through Dothan, Albany, Vidalia, on into Savannah. The risk for EF2 tornadoes through southern Alabama on into Georgia tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow night. That expands 30 million people, including Atlanta, Birmingham, just to the south of Asheville. We're talking damaging hail, winds, tornadoes likely. And then Thursday, the system makes its way off the coast, uh, but it's still going to be bringing the possibility of some tornadoes. That's, though, a low threat. Today, the storm races across the the southeast, the risk from Louisiana on into the Carolinas. Then a second system comes in tomorrow. That's going to mean multiple rounds of storms from the panhandle of Florida, making its way all the way up into the northeast with low pressure developing. Down through the Gulf, two inches of rain per hour possible, up to five inches. That could lead to flooding down through the panhandle in the southeast. And as we make our way into the northeast, heavier rain too, especially in upstate New York, could see one to three inches of rain. So we're going to continue to track this, guys. It is an ongoing situation right on into the weekend. All right. All right. Thank you. Now we'll come back to you in just a few minutes. Meanwhile, the historic nomination of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court cleared another hurdle overnight. Three Republicans joining all 50 Democratic senators to advance her nomination and set up a final vote later this week. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig joins us now. So, Garrett, first of all, how big of a surprise were these, these crossover votes and what does it mean for the rest of the confirmation battle? Hey, Craig, good morning. Well, Senator Murkowski of Alaska had voted for Judge Jackson's confirmation to her current role, and she's voted for a majority of Joe Biden's judicial nominees, so her vote was less of a surprise. But Mitt Romney actually opposed Judge Jackson's seating on the lower court where she currently sits, and generally he prefers much more conservative judges, so his vote was much more of a surprise. But last night he called Jackson both 
well-qualified, and a person of honor. Said even if he doesn't always agree with her, she belongs on the court. Democrats now have a three-vote cushion to work with here, which makes Jackson's confirmation all but a sure thing by the end of this week. So it's all but a done deal now, it would seem. So what kind of political impact here do both parties hope this will have going forward? Well, Democrats are hoping this will put some wind in their political sails here, that they can capture some momentum with a lot of the president's legislative agenda either on ice or slowed down. A lot of the country distracted by things like inflation or by the war in Ukraine. They're hoping that seating the first African-American woman on the Supreme Court can put some wind in their sails heading into November. But Republicans say November is a long way off, and they're hoping that the country simply moves on by the time that votes are actually cast for the midterms, and that a judge who doesn't change the conservative liberal balance of power on the court won't sway too many votes back towards Democrats. All right. right. Our senior Capitol Hill correspondent, Garrett Hakeforce, this morning. Garrett, thank you. Uh, Mr. Roker, what do you say we get a check? Can't wait cap? to see Chanel. I'm sure she's going to be hoarse. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Our girl, that's right. Well, in the meantime, we're looking at some record high temperatures down through Texas today, uh, even though they've been seeing all these storms. Severe weather now making its way down through the lower Mississippi River Valley. Northern parts of Minnesota may see a little snow today. Very windy back behind this system. Some showers in the Pacific Northwest, and rain starts to make its way into the Mid-Atlantic. Atlantic states, but a beautiful day here in the Northeast on into New England. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, now, thanks. I like your new glasses look, by the way. I'm just oh, noticing. Yeah. He's there got a new go. pop going on. All right, uh, coming up, uh, today's storms set to add to that travel chaos after that weekend meltdown at airports from coast to coast. Guess what? Tens of thousands of families, they're still stuck. They're struggling to reach their destinations. Tom Costello will have the very latest. Also had this morning, all eyes on Tiger Woods drawing massive crowds during his latest practice round at Augusta National. But will Tiger be able to compete? Will he make that remarkable comeback this weekend? We've got Mike Tirico standing by at the famed course where that answer could be revealed in just a few hours. But first, this is today on NBC. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's match engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Welcome in 730 Tuesday. First, though, a check of your 730 headlines. Senate leaders reached a $10 billion deal on Monday. In addition, an additional funding for COVID response. That money is going to be used by therapeutics and vaccines and also for additional testing if another COVID wave hits the United States. Senator Mitt Romney said no new tax dollars will be used. The money is being repurposed from previous COVID relief bills. A new U.N. report on climate change reveals that nations around the world are not doing enough to prevent global warming. More than 230 authors contributed to the report, which took seven years to complete. In summary, the U.N. says there's still time to avoid the worst impacts of climate change, but we have to move fast. The report says we must stop increasing greenhouse gas emissions by 2025 and cut them 43% by the end of the decade. All right, and New Jersey is taking steps to make sure high school students can sleep in a little longer. A bill introduced in the state legislature calls for school to start at 8.30 or later. Right now, most high schools start between 7.20 and 7.40. New Jersey lawmakers point to sleep studies that indicate teenagers go to bed later at night, duh, and are more likely to suffer depression and anxiety if they do not get enough sleep. Where was this bill was when we were growing day. up? Yes. Can you imagine an 8.30 wake up? Oh, my gosh. Uh, now back to that severe weather that Al's been tracking this morning. That the weather is adding to the mess facing travelers after that massive travel meltdown of the weekend, stranding thousands of folks hoping to board flights to and from spring break. Yeah, and BC's Tom Costello covers aviation. He's at Reagan National for us. Tom, how's it looking this morning? I just checked. Spirit Airlines canceling another 15% of flights today, so there will be rough for those passengers. JetBlue and Southwest, dramatic improvements right now. But as you mentioned, and as Al's forecast suggests, it's all going to be about the weather today that could really complicate travel yet again. For tens of thousands of families, getting to or from spring break has been a bit of a disaster from Miami. Long story short is that it just kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And then at 1 a.m. they said our flight was canceled. To Chicago, where Karen Williams finally got home after three days in airports. So here I am in these scummy clothes I'm going to burn when I get home, just so you know. And that's our story okay. for so spring sorry. break. The trouble started this weekend. Bad weather in Florida and the southeast delayed or canceled 10,000 flights, affecting hundreds of thousands of passengers nationwide. The most affected airlines, Southwest, JetBlue, and Spirit. On Monday, Southwest was back on track, but Spirit was again struggling to catch up, canceling a third of its flights. JetBlue, 13%. Some customers have taken to Twitter. We've lost thousands of dollars on our Disney vacation, tweeted one. JetBlue says it's still working to reset operations, writing in a statement, severe weather in the southeast and multiple air traffic control delay programs have created significant impacts on the industry. While on the west coast, Alaska Airlines is apologizing for the inconvenience and frustration we have caused because so many travel plans have been disrupted. The problem? Too few pilots. The pilots union says pilots are going to other airlines with better benefits. We're looking to be brought in line with competing airlines to have that same quality of life, work-life balance. It all comes as air travel is surging across all airlines, with passengers eager to put the pandemic behind them and get away. Delta CEO Ed Bastian. People are now booking travel. Uh, they're, they're ready to go. They've spent as much time as they can manage at home. They've had two years that they've lost in this, in this period of time. This morning, weather is again the travel wild card. 
Uh, you feel sorry for all those families stuck like that. But when you are facing those kinds of delays yeah. or cancellations, Tom, what can travelers do? What should they keep in mind? Well, first of all, you are entitled to a full refund if you are significantly delayed or canceled. But beware, the airlines sometimes will try to give you a credit voucher, a voucher for a flight instead of cash. If you want the cash, you've got to demand the cash. Uh, also, work directly with the airline. Instead of going through a third party, a travel agency, for example, it's always easier to deal directly with an airline rather than the third party. Download the app. The airlines all have apps, and the apps will really help you kind of move things forward pretty quickly if you need to. By the way, if things are going bad, immediately get on the app, get on the phone. It's a lot faster than standing in line at the airport mm -hmm. to rectify things. That can really slow things down. Yeah. All right. Tom Costello for us there at Reagan National. Tom, thank you. It's a perfect storm. That mm -hmm. weather and pilot mm -hmm. shortages. And mm -hmm. uh, Up next, Tiger Woods mania reaching a fever pitch down in Augusta. The only question now, will he actually compete at this week's Masters? We're going to take you there live, and we're going to ask the guy who probably knows the answer, Mike Tirico, <laughs> right after this. <laughs> We are back. It is 739 with Carson, and there's one question on the mind of golf fans, and especially Mr. Daly Tiger this Woods' watch is on. <laughs> Will Tiger Woods compete at this week's Masters? Just 14 months after nearly losing his leg in that devastating car crash, it would be an unbelievable comeback. And NBC's Mike Tirico is there in Augusta covering all the action for the Golf Channel. <clears throat> Mike, I can't help but what Tiger said at that news conference. I'm still working on the walking part, and now there's a conversation of whether or not he will play on the Masters. You've been down there for a few days. What is your gut telling you? I think everything, Hoda, and good morning, everyone, is leaning in that direction. Uh, Tiger would not have come up here a week ago today for a practice round or come up here on Sunday and play the nine holes of practice he did Sunday and yesterday. He wouldn't have done all of that if he didn't intend to play. Yeah. So I think barring a major setback, we are looking at Tiger being on the first tee on Thursday, which is extraordinary. Now, this guy has done so many things that we said, nah, that's impossible. This one might top all of them for those of us who've watched in the last 25 years. Mike, we know that Tiger's got a flair for the dramatic. This would be the 25th anniversary of his first victory at the Masters. He would also tie Jack for six green jackets. He plays extremely well after injury. How much can we read into what Freddie Couple said yesterday when he played with him and said he was out driving Justin, he was putting to Sunday pin placements, he hit number eight and two the par five. Huh? I mean, forget him and saying he's going to play in the tournament. Is it possible he's planning on trying to make the weekend and maybe even win? Carson, are you excited about this? <laughs> This is all I'm good for, Mike. <laughs> you, you, are, you are as fired up as the... But, Carson, the, what you're talking about, you've known Tiger since junior golf days in Southern California. Uh, that is the way that people feel. And uh, the fans are coming here. They're probably not going to see Tiger play uh, nine holes of practice today because the weather, as Al's been telling you, is going to be really bad here, probably in about three or four hours, despite the beautiful backdrop this morning. Tiger will probably practice today, do his press conference that we talked about, and then come back and maybe play pra nine practice holes tomorrow. But the excitement around this place, when he's on the practice area behind me, it will be packed. People will be watching from every corner they can. That's the way it was. When he walked off the first tee with Justin Thomas and Fred Couples yesterday, it was like the Sunday final round with mm. the last group, not Monday in a practice round. Amazing stuff. This is great for golf, and it would be a remarkable comeback, Mike Tirico. I, I read that he was driving the ball somewhere between 280 and 310. Is that is that right? Yeah. 
He's driving the ball well. We talked to somebody who was here last week when he played that practice round, and then what everyone observed yesterday when he played nine practice holes as well. Is he driving it as far as anyone? No, there are guys hitting it farther. But he's hitting it far enough to win, and no place has institutional knowledge like Augusta National. Uh, so mm -hmm. Tiger knows the key things around here with all of his experience. That is a huge factor, especially because we're going to see different weather conditions throughout the week. Mike cool. Tirico, Mike, cool. thanks for waking up early, buddy. We will be watching, mm -hmm. probably not as closely as Mr. Davis. This will be the greatest weekend of my life. children. This is right You can catch Golf no, Central. Golf Central live from the Masters all week over on the Golf Channel. All right. Mr. Roker, how my takeaway? Tariko's doing weather again. <laughs> Tariko! <laughs> no! Sorry, sorry, Al. No! Sorry. Have a good day, Al. You Thank too. you. <laughs> I love him. I do. No one better. The guy. Yeah. Uh, let's show you what we've got going on right now. Unfortunately, from Montana all the way down to Texas, parts of the Southwest, we've got an elevated fire risk, a critical risk for strong winds, dry fuel, low humidity. So that's big problem. Los Angeles, California, the heat advisories tomorrow into Thursday. We're talking possible records. Look at this heat. I mean, by uh, Friday, Vegas is at 90, mid-90s in Phoenix. Los Angeles, you're going to be into the mid to upper 90s. Fresno into the 90s as well. Now, let's head here into the east. Temperature's a little bit warmer than usual. We're going to get up to about 57 in Boston, New York City, a little on the cool side. Pittsburgh, 62. Detroit, 57. Tomorrow, that warmth makes its way from Columbia, Atlanta, up to Pittsburgh ahead of those storms coming on in and then as we get into the late week period we're looking at temperatures dropping by Saturday Cleveland you're at 43 59 in New York on Saturday 55 degrees in Nashville and that's your latest weather guys all right Al something uh, inspiring coming up from Snapchat on the heels of the Oscar winning film Coda putting a spotlight in the deaf community yeah an exclusive look at what a team of deaf engineers have created to teach us all how to sign but first, these messages. All right, guys, coming up on Popstar, our buddy Britney Spears ready to tell her story, what the Popstar says she's discovering about herself while working on an autobiography. Coming up next, your 8 o'clock hour. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where one travel comes in. With One Travel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit onetravel.com music or call 855-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One Travel.